What to renounce? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 says, But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Have you renounced the hidden things of dishonesty? The things that your sense of honor will not allow to come to the light. You can easily hide them. Is there a thought in your heart about anyone which you would not like to be dragged into the light? Renounce it as soon as it springs up. Renounce the whole thing until there is no hidden thing of dishonesty or craftiness about you. Envy, jealousy, strife, these things arise not necessarily from the disposition of sin, but from the makeup of your body, which was used for this kind of thing in days gone by. Maintain a continual watchfulness so that nothing of which you would be ashamed arises in your life. Not walking in craftiness, that is, resorting to what will carry your point. This is a great snare. You know that God will only let you work in one way. Then be careful never to catch people the other way. God's blight will be upon you if you do. Others are doing things which to you would be walking in craftiness, but it may not be so with them. God has given you another standpoint. Never blunt the sense of your utmost for his highest. For you to do a certain thing would mean the incoming of craftiness for an end other than the highest, and the blunting of the motive God has given you. Many have gone back because they are afraid of looking at things from God's standpoint. The great crisis comes spiritually when a man has to emerge a bit farther on than the creed he has accepted. Paul says we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. In Romans chapter 6, verses 20 and 21, it says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Paul says, we refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. If we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. We are not meant to be like the people who take God's word out of context to come up with a new idea to promote other men or ourselves. If the focus isn't Jesus, 
and the truth, then it's something else, something artificial. Paul says, by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Oswald says that craftiness or resorting to what will carry our point is a great snare. He says that God's blight will be upon us if we do. God gives us all different points of views, objectives, and missions to carry out with our gifts. I have strengths that may be weaknesses to you, and vice versa. There are many ways in which the Jew versus Gentile debate exists. Just because I grew up one way or came to Christ one way, it doesn't mean that we should expect or I should expect other people to to follow or to come to Christ in the same way. It's a snare to think so because then we're coming up with crafty ideas to manipulate God's word and to manipulate people into our crafty way of thinking. And that's not the open statement of truth that Paul's talking about. As humans, we just have to admit that most of what's going on we just simply do not understand and will not understand. I mentioned before, or maybe I hadn't, but in Isaiah chapter 6, when he has the vision of the Lord, just notice how the seraphim cover covers their face. They cover their face and their feet with their wings. But most likely it's out of humility and respect of the Lord of hosts, of God. And that's, that's them. They're doing that. So just imagine us. The seraphim, they're not, they're not fallen creatures. They're not sinners like we are. They're in the presence of God, and that's where they are for eternity. And we're on earth for eternity, for obvious reasons. And just as in the book of Acts, the Jews were just confused at how Gentiles could have the Holy Spirit in them, but it happened, and there is no debating the, the way that the Spirit moves, we today have to understand the same thing. The gospel isn't for any group of people. The Holy Spirit isn't for any, any group of people. The Holy Spirit, the promise of God, is for all mankind. It's for every human being. We all have the ability to receive God's grace by faith in Jesus Christ. And if we find ourselves judging other people's hearts, other people's salvation, other people's faithfulness to Jesus Christ, then we need to watch our own heart because God is the judge. There are no other judges. If we lack the desire to get to know someone, how can we edify them? It's just easier to judge them. Lacking a true friendship with someone may lead us to make judgment calls. I tend to get crafty in so many ways, and I always have been like that. I would tend to resort to whatever it took, whatever amount of craftiness it took to get my point across, and I ended up being the fool in the situation because 
craftiness is foolishness. It's sin. It's the same thing that the serpent did to Eve. Today I want to encourage you to renounce the hidden things of dishonesty in your life. Allow the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus to shine through you and to expose the things that you might not want to be exposed. Or just be encouraged right now. The things that you know, the things that you are aware of, bring them to Jesus. God bless you.